Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. All, right. <laughs> All right, cool. So welcome to the uh, Influencing Culture Through Creativity uh, breakout session. My name is Evan Terrence. Um, actually, we can start right there. My name, Evan Terrence, is uh, my first name. It's hyphenated, kind of like Mary-Kate, right? It's Evan Terrence. My last name is Lachey. And the reason why I, I, I stopped at my name real quick is because my name is kind of creative. So my mom's name is Eva, and my dad's name is Terrence. And so you know how, like, when people are in love, they'll go, like, ooh, Jake and Katie or uh, Matt and Sarah. Well, Eva and Terrence, they just took the N and slide it over and made Evan. So Evan Terrence is my first name. I don't know. I thought it was kind of creative. I thought maybe you guys would think that's cool, too, but I guess not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I got to tell you guys, you guys are a very, very awesome group of people. I have, um, I've been in church my whole life. I'm 25 years old, and um, my parents are in ministry. My parents have been pastoring as long as I can remember, and never have I seen a group of young people like this so on fire for God and so excited to learn more about Christ and to live a full life of Christ. So you guys should give yourselves a hand because that's super dope, super dope. Yeah. So, so I, before, before we start, um, before I, I kind of jump into to what we're talking about, I kind of want to know a little bit um, about you guys. I want to know a little bit about what are some things that you guys want to take away or some things that you're expecting. Your hand went up super quick. Um, and I'm not even going to ask about the, the hell thing. I, I'm going to just let you do your thing. I'm going to let you be great, let you be creative. Um, but just tell me something that you're trying to pull away from, from this conversation. Mainly how I can use the stories I write to spread the word. Okay, use the stories you write to do what? Spread the word. To spread the word. Okay, that's what's up. Somebody else, right over here. like your shoes. Thank you. Me too. My wife hates them, but I love them. They are on point. Um, and I'd like to spread like Jesus's word through rapping because I'm really passionate about Christian rap music. Okay. Do you want to rap right now? Okay. Do you guys want to hear a rap? Can we do, can you rap? All right, cool. All right. Let, let's let her rap for a quick second. Okay, go ahead. Picking up the pieces on my left and home that I put together something right. Tell me all I got is all I need. Tell me you gon' help me stay and fight. The world tryna play with my soul. I'm just trying to find where I go. I'm trying to remember the way. I'm trying to get back to my home. But I can do this on my own. That's why I'm just trusting in you. Cause I don't know where else to go. And I don't know what else to do. Give her a hand. That is awesome. That is super cool. You know, I used to rap back in the day. No, I didn't. I never, never did. That is really cool. You want to tell me something that, that you want to pull away? How I, can, how I can use the music that I write to spread the word. Did you guys hear that? He said how he can use the music that he writes to spread the word. Last one. I actually write poetry, so I'd love to share my story through poetry and the love of Jesus Christ. That's awesome, too. That's awesome, too. I don't have any bars uh, for you to give. All right, so let's jump right in. So each of us have a set of skills. We have some talents. We have gifts. 
um, that we can use to do all of those things. Some of it is poetry. Some of it is rapping. Some of it is dance. And all of those things can be used to influence culture. Creativity is, now I have my laptop here. I'm not preaching to you or anything like that, but it's going to help me stay organized. Uh, because me being a creative thinker, sometimes some people will label it as ADD. I label it as creative, right? It's hard for me. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? Because it's, it's challenging to stay just on one track because, oh, that made me think about this. And this made me think about that. So I've got my notes here to kind of help me stay organized. Thank you. You feel me? Okay, cool. You feel me? Awesome. All right, let's get into it. So creativity, 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 creativity is at the core of who we are as human beings. Okay? It's at the core of the beginning of humanity. If you look at the beginning uh, of the Bible in the book of Genesis, the first two chapters, the first two books of the Bible that we live our whole life by. I heard an acronym one time when I was a kid and it stuck with me that the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving the earth. Right. That's what they say. Though. That's what I heard. Like a little acronym that Bible stands for. I'm sure it doesn't really stand for that, but somebody was being creative and they, they said that. So the first two chapters the book of the Bible, the thing that we're supposed to pattern our lives after is all about creativity. It's all about creativity. The very first thing that we read about in our walk as Christians is creativity. God created the earth, right? And then he created man and he told man to do what? He told us to create. One of the very first things he told Adam to do was to be creative. When he gave Adam the job to uh, dress and keep the garden, but also to name the animals, he had to be creative. That's took creative thought. So that was some of the very first things that we do. So each of us are different. Some of us rap, some of us have poetry, some of us write songs. But what we have in common is creativity. So the first two chapters of the book is all um, about creativity, right? Creativity is also essential to our well-being, not even just in the sense of who we are as Christians, but just who we are as humans in our, in our mental health. It's important to be creative. There's been a recent, my wife is a social worker, and she loves these uh, like adult coloring books. And um, do some of you guys know what I'm talking about? So, yeah, so they're like these big coloring books that you like color. I stopped coloring a long time ago. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of little shapes, and they just color. But what it does is it gives you an opportunity to have that outlet to be creative. So a couple years ago, like way, way back in the day, like way, way back in the day, like 1968, way, way back in the day, right? It's not that long ago. But there's a scientist, his name was George Land, and he conducted a research study on creativity. He wanted to see how creativity affected us um, as humans and how it changed as we got older, right? Um, so let me go back to my notes here so I can make sure I say it right. So he did a creative test on children from the ages of group, uh, from age groups from three to five. So he took a bunch of three and five year olds and he did like this creative test. And then um, later they took the same test that he was using to vet or to kind of filter through people who wanted to be scientists or people who wanted to be engineers for NASA. So this was like a super legit test, right? So ages three to five, he tested their creativity and then he tested them again at 10 and tested them again at 15. So here are the results. So while the creativity of five year olds was at 98%, so when they took five-year-olds, like young kindergartners, their creativity level was at 98%. That's almost 100. It's really close to 100. I'm not great at math, but I know 98 is close to 100, right? And then so, am I right? Okay. And so then when we get to the age 10, when they tested them again, those same group of kids went all the way down to 30%. Okay. They tested them again just five years later, went from 30% to 12%. They took the same test and they gave it to 280,000 different adults. What do you guys think the percentage was? 
Oh, it's close to zero. It was close to zero. It's two. Two percent. So we go from the age of five at 98% creativity to two. Why do you think that is? Go ahead. Shout it out. Cool. I'm going to repeat that in just a second, but I want to do something real quick. So I, I talk about it a little bit later, and I talk about culture for just a second. And I want to create a culture in our room. A culture is simply um, a set of beliefs or values that a, a group of people adapt. So this church has a culture. This group of people have a culture. Like the Res Life has a culture. I picked it up yesterday. I came uh, during Robbie Dawkins uh, speaking, and it was super dope. Uh, but the guys around me, like whenever they got really excited, they was like, come on. Like that's like that's a thing around here. I've heard like five or six different guys say, come on, when they got really excited. So that's a part of the culture here. I want to create a culture in our room that when somebody wants to share, that we all listen. Okay? I know we're excited and that's super good, but it's important to be able to hear what people are saying. So can you say that again for me so everybody can hear you? I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'm gonna go here and then I'm gonna go there. Go ahead. So reality sets in and it starts to tell you what's real, what's possible, and what's not. Okay. So there's a mold that, that there's a there's a culture in our society. There's a mold that tells you what's okay and what's not okay as adults. So as we get older, we don't necessarily fit that all the time. I'm gonna go here, then I'm gonna go back to my rapper. Yo, go ahead, man. Absolutely, I agree with that. We'll go here, then I'll jump back in. Kids don't pay bills. We don't have to go to a job, and so we have more opportunity to be creative. That's exactly right. So everything that get, thank you guys for volunteering. Can we clap for them just real quick? That's absolutely correct. The older we get, the more and more we get stuck into a routine and a structure, right? And that whole scenario of what society tells you to do or what's okay and what's not okay, it reminds me a little bit about Jesus, right? It's because when Jesus got here, he, the reason why he got crucified, like the reason why people were like, eh, this guy's got to go, is because he was doing things that society and the culture around him said was not okay. He was healing on the Sabbath, and they're like, nah, we don't do that. We can try again the next day, but she can't get healed today. You're going to have to heal her tomorrow. There was a structure, there was a mold that they said of which Jesus was supposed to live by, and he didn't live by that. He was creative. He, Jesus was a creative. He thought outside the box, right? He didn't fit the mold that people... Uh, said that he was supposed to fit in. And that's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to challenge things. We're supposed to go out. Nobody's life is changed by being safe. Right? Now, I'm not dissing anybody that wants to be a nurse or that wants to get into science or get into math. Like, those are very, very cool things. And there's a lot of people who are creative in the science field that create cures and, and help uh, make a difference in, in the way we live our human life. But creativity is probably the largest influence in our lives. What has influenced you more as a person? A newfound species of fish or the creation of the Internet? The Internet, it changes the way we live our life. If I wanted to order pizza for everybody in this room, I could do it straight from my phone and never leave. And it would be here in, in, in 30 minutes, according to Domino's. 30 minutes or less. It usually takes about 35, 37 minutes. I timed it. But um, <laughs> creativity is what really changes, right? If you think about the way that we live our life, the way that we dress, if we look at how people dressed hundreds of years ago and we look at now, we have washing machines, we have refrigerators, we have microwaves. Everything that we do was a, was a spark, it was something from creativity. What do you have? What gift do you have? What idea do you have? What thought do you have that's going to change the way people think? That's going to change the way that people live? Creativity, we'll get that to you. Creativity evokes change. It's creative thoughts is what changes our lives, is what influences culture and the way that we lived our life, right? So, Again, I want to go back to define culture just real quick. 
what is culture? It's a system of beliefs, um, values, dress, language, recreation, what you find that you do for fun. Those are all culture. A lot of people think culture is simply like what race you are or what nationality you're from. But culture is simply just a, a system of beliefs, a system of ideas and, um, and things that a group of people adopt. Right. So, like I said, this room has a culture. The, another class is going to have a culture. The, so you guys are in school, right? You guys have different periods, like first period, second period, third period. The way your second hour teacher runs their room is not the same way that your fifth hour teacher runs their room. There's some teachers that, you know, might let you sit on the desk during discussion time. Or there's some teachers that you don't have to ask to use the bathroom or you don't have to raise your hand. But then there's another classroom where they're very strict and they don't let you do almost any of those things because it's a different culture, Right. Christianity has a culture. There's different sectors of it that we call denominations because those are different um, cultural adaptations of what we believe. There are ways that we can influence those things, right? So how can you use your creative culture and your influence um, to change that, all right? Um, let me look at my notes for a second. I want to go back. So in the beginning when I was talking about how, um, talking about how, in the beginning of the Bible, everything was about creation. I want you guys to uh, do me a favor. Does everybody have a smartphone or majority of people have a smartphone? So you can look at the person next to you. Pull out your phone real quick. Follow me on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to follow me. No, <laughs> no we'll, we'll do that before we go. I do want you to follow me, though. I need some followers. Um, but I want you to go to Safari or go to Google and go straight to Google and type in Starry Night. S-T-A-R-R-Y Night. Type in Starry Night into Google. I love it, too. So you're going to help me in a second, okay? So Google Starry Night, right? And show it to the person next to you if they don't have a way to look it up. And so when you Google Starry Night, I'll give you guys a second to Google it. That's funny. I do like that one, too. All right, if you got it, just kind of hold it up so I know that we can keep going. All right, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so if you're looking at Starry Night, you're looking at a piece of art by Vincent Van Gogh, right? And somebody from the back, I haven't heard from anybody over here. Tell me, what do you think of or what comes to mind when you see that painting, when you see that art? Go ahead. Can you stand up? I think they'll be able to hear you better. Okay, so he used unique shapes, so it required creativity. It made you think of creativity. Back here. So how he saw the world that God created. So his perspective um, is what it made you think about. Right here. Go ahead, buddy. It made you think of paint? Okay, cool. What else? Water? Why did it make you think of water? Because of the swirls? Because of colors? Go ahead. He developed something that was unique. I want to know, this next question is, what message do you think you received from that painting? What do you think he was trying to tell people who looked at it? I'm going to go here, and then you're going to close this out since you studied it. Go ahead. In the night, there's always shining stars. I like that. That's very hopeful. I see your hand. I'm going to go here, and then you're going to be the last one. Can you say that one more time and shout it real loud like your friend's about to get hit by a car? Okay, I'm going to have you do it one more time, but this time I'm going to have you stand up and put your hands like this. Okay, that's very interesting. Now, you studied it, right? So tell me, what was Vincent Van Gogh's message? What was he trying to get people to think of or to, to see when he, with this painting? All right, listen up, guys. Absolutely. I Give her a hand. Give her a hand. I see you guys' hands. I'll get you for another question. Right? So every artist, everybody that creates something, 
is sending some sort of message. Everybody that creates a painting, whether it's a song, whether it's a rap, whether it's a poem, uh, whether it's a dance, there's some sort of message that you're conveying that you want the person looking at the art to receive. When people go to art galleries and they look at a painting and they say, hmm, what do you think they were saying? Like they look at abstract art and they try and receive a message from it. So God created us, right? So we're his creation. That makes us art. When people look at you, when people interact with you, what is the message that they're receiving? What is it that they're taking away from their experience with you? Art is supposed to be a reflection of the creator. I can look at a painting by Andy Warhol and know based on the colors that is used and the style that it is like, hmm, that reminds me of an Andy Warhol painting. Does what you do, does what you say, does the way you live your life make people think, hmm, that's God-like. Hmm, that's Christian-like. You are art. Art reflects the creator. Are you a reflection of your creator? Is your creativity a reflection of your creator? That's a question that you have to ask. So everybody in here is creative. So if you're writing songs or if you're writing poems or if you're doing a dance, make sure that your creation is reflective of the creator's message. Make sure that you're using your skills and your gifts to influence culture, to make a change for the positive, right? That's a very important thing. So it's important to be creative, to think outside the box, right, and to, to influence culture. I'll tell you guys a little bit um, about myself. All right, so a couple years ago in 2016, so creativity has been getting me in trouble my whole life, right? And this is creativity. If it's not done in the right way, it can get you in trouble. I got uh, tons of whoopings or spankings for, <laughs> you feel me on the whoopings, right, for, for being creative, right? So I, I told you guys I grew up in church, right? And so my brothers and I, I have two younger brothers, and we'll be in church, and we'll be on the front row just doing bad stuff, right, just, just being those bad church kids, right? So like, mm, mm, being bad. this is my being bad dance. So if you see me doing this, that means I was being bad. Mm, mm, being bad, being bad. Mm, mm, being bad, being bad. And my mom would be like, boy, you better stop. Knock it off. And I'd be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then she'll turn away. And, mm, mm, being bad, being bad. Mm, mm, being bad. We'd just do bad stuff. We would take like um, an old school church, like when it was really hot and if they didn't have an air conditioner, you get like church fans, right? And they, so it's like this piece of paper that's got like this wooden stick on it. So me and my brothers would rip the wooden stick off and be creative. We'd either make drum sticks out of it, or we'd play swords, like, in the middle of praise and worship. Like, here I am to, and we're on the front row, like, <laughs> just all while church is going on, right? We're just, just, mm, mm, being bad, being bad, just doing bad stuff, and so we would get in trouble all the time because we were being irresponsible with our, with our creativity. Creativity is everywhere, right? So we would take those things, and we'll be creative, right? So I've been creative kind of like my whole life has always gotten me in trouble. So in 2000 and I think it was like 16 or so, I got kicked out of college, right? I'll put that into some context, right? I didn't fight a professor or cheat or anything like that, but I was not responsible with my creativity, right? So I was in class. I, re, I don't even remember what the class was. This is how bad it was. I had this idea to start this company, right? had this idea to start a record label. And I did, that's the, the shirt that I'm wearing, and I'll tell you guys about it. Uh, it's called Dreamstone. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those things. Uh, but I'll tell you guys a little bit about that in a second. But I was in the back of my classes this summer, the, the summer of 16, like trying to doodle out what my logo was gonna be. I don't even remember one thing, I think it was statistics. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't I have no idea what the professor said because I was so focused on what I was doing. So I was creating like a logo, I was making like a business plan. I was in the back of the class like putting labels on my CDs and stuff. And they were like, okay, we're supposed to get together in a group and talk about this chapter. I'm like, no, you guys can do that. I'm back here just kind of like doing my thing, right? And so I got kicked out of college because my grades were trash. My grades were terrible. Like my like you look at gas prices. Like subtract that. That's what my GPA was like looking like. Like you take, like you take that and like minus ten. Like that's that's my that's my GPA, right? And so, so I got put out of college uh, because I was irresponsible with, with my creativity. I wasn't. Ecclesiastes three talks about a time and a place for everything. Being in college is not the time to to try and start a whole business in the middle of class. Okay, do that when your homework is done. You know, a little bit later. So I got put out, but that same year. I uh, proposed to my then-girlfriend, who's, who's now my wife, and then the very next day was the launch for my, my record label, right? And so I started a, a record label called Dreamstone, Dreamstone Records, and Dreamstone's mission is to influence culture through music, apparel, and entertainment while maintaining our Christian values, right? And so our goal is to really just change the way that people look at the way Christians express ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It, I think it's important for us to realize that you can rap and it still be about God. You can do poetry and it can still be about God. And it still be good. Like for a long time before Andy Minio, before Lecrae, like before these guys came and made Christian hip-hop really, really cool, people used to make fun of Christian rappers. They thought it was like the lamest thing or the corniest thing in the world because it's like, you're Christians. You're not supposed to do that. There was a paradigm that Christians can only, Lord, you are good and your mercy. And it's a great song, but that's what people thought. That's the only thing that we could do. They thought that was the only thing is the way we can express. And so these guys, these unashamed, the 116 crew, they literally influenced culture with their creativity. And I was like, okay, that's super cool. So not only did they change the kind of music that we listen to, they also changed the way people kind of live their lives, the way people kind of dress a little bit. The way people express themselves, it started to be very influential forces uh, for young Christians. And I was like, I want to do something like that. So I started Dreamstone, and the way I got the name was based on uh, the story in the Bible. I got a little bit more time I can tell you about it. So a couple years ago, I don't watch Good Morning America, but this lady who's on Good Morning America, her husband passed away, right? And he... um, he was a football player. He had won Super Bowls. He was a, a philanthropist. Like, he donated tons of money. He had all these awards, right? And um, one year, they went to the Holy Land experience, and he, um, he took one of the rocks from the Brook of Ela, which is the brook of where David went and got the five smooth stones to, to slay Goliath, right? He took one of those, and he put it in his trophy room, right? And so when people came to the house, and they were given a tour of the house, and they would go to the trophy room, he would walk past all of his trophies. He would walk past the medals that he's got. He wouldn't show those to people. He'd go and show them this rock. And he'd say, when David was a young man, he made a name for himself as the giant slayer. But he did that while he was representing the kingdom. He threw that stone. And when he threw that stone, yeah, he got the name as David the giant slayer. But he also made an impact for the kingdom of God. What is going to be your stone that you throw? What's going to be the thing that you do that not only makes a name for yourself, but makes a name for the kingdom of God? And so that's how I kind of thought of Dreamstone. I was like, hey, I want to take my dreams. I want to take my efforts. I want to take my ideas and cast them like a stone to not just make a name for myself, but make a name for the kingdom of God. And I believe that every person in this room has that special gift. 
everybody in this room has a dream. I don't mean like the Dr. Martin Luther King dream. I mean, you actually have a skill. You have something that's different about you that maybe you're better at than the person beside you. And maybe something that they're better at than you are. Something that you can do creative that will not only make a name for yourself, but that will impact the kingdom of God. And that's how we should be looking at creativity. Creativity, like I said, is a part of who we are from the very beginning. We are, are the products of creativity. And look at all the things that humans have done. What is something creative that you can do that's going to change the world? Does that make sense? I want to do something real quick. I know we don't have uh, a ton of time, but I want to split us up into maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve quick groups, right? And we really only have like two minutes, but I want you guys using just what's in your pocket, maybe something that's on your person. That's an old people's term for like saying something like in your possession, right? And I want you guys to create something. I don't know what you want to create. Hold on, don't move yet. Don't move yet. Don't move yet. Don't move yet. If you can hear me clap once, if you can hear me clap twice, if you can hear me clap three times, if you can hear me put your hands up to the left, to the right, hey, to the left. Okay, listen, real quick. I'll, I'll split you up. I'll split you up and I'll tell you to move. But here's the thing. We're going to have to do it quick. And you, each group, listen up. Your group is only going to have one minute, one minute to create something. You can make a robot. You can make a slingshot. You can make a scarf. You can make whatever you want. All right, so this is what we're going to do. You in the hat with the American flag, can you stand up for me? Everybody in front of you, you guys are one group. Everybody behind him, you guys are a group, okay? Michigan hat right here. Right here. Right here with the Michigan hat. Yeah, 